Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to this week's Countryside here on Manx Radio. I'm Simon Clark, And I'm Kiri Kermode. This week we have a special programme about the mental health in the world of agriculture. We speak to two people uh, who have been heavily uh, affected by such matters in the past and we listen to the advice they've got for the future. Well, Kiri, a bit of a one-off programme for us today, um, focusing on mental health issues, particularly uh, in in the farming agricultural world. But uh, advice for everyone, I'd say, because the the tough times that we've had this last year, um, we're, we're, we always say we're fairly lucky here on the Isle of Man that uh, we can be able to do what we've been able to do, isn't it? That's right, um, avoiding another lockdown at the moment, but uh, being resilient and careful out there in the general public, uh, the great Manx public uh, are, are very strong and, and they do listen to the rules and hopefully we'll be able to clear off again. But it's it's been a tricky year. Lockdown's brought all sorts of problems with itself and um, mental health is definitely one of those too. It is, and a particularly a poignant time, I think, when you look back to 2001, 20 years ago now. Absolutely. Uh, people are scratching their head thinking, what happened? That's right, the big disaster of the foot and mouth disease that struck Britain and my golly did it take some animals with it. Uh, nearly 500,000 sheep and thousands and thousands of cattle, um, lots of animals taken, but also the heartache that the people still feel 20 years on, uh, reading some of the stories there on Facebook, social medias at the moment, reminiscing of those days that they don't particularly want to remember, but uh, just hits home how lucky we are here on the Isle of Man that we never actually got foot and mouth. So uh, a little bit later in the programme, Kerry, we'll be catching up uh, with the two young farmers. Yeah, that'll be Dan Goodwin and Matt Launder from North Wales. And first of all, though, you caught up with a lady who is in charge of a particular charity, is it, or group? That's right. I caught up with Stephanie Berkeley, who actually was on the Isle of Man a couple of years ago, alongside the NFU talking about farm safety. And in those years now, they've recognised that some of the farm accidents are actually coming from overtiredness and being maybe ill of the mental health and I caught up with Stephanie during her fourth campaign of Mind Your Head which ran this past week the 15th and 19th of February and I asked her what it was all about. The Mind Your Head campaign is something we created about four years ago um, just to raise awareness of mental health in the farming and agricultural related trades industries so the issues that farmers are actually facing and something that not an awful lot of them still want to talk about. The thing is that farmers have so many different stresses. They're very busy people. They are conservative. They just get on with things. They look after their land, their livestock, their machinery. They're just not very good at looking after themselves. (laughs) That is very, very true. They're they're very resilient people, aren't they? They're very tough and um, maybe showing their own um, weaknesses might be seen as um, a letdown, really. Yeah, I think, it, and do you know what? It's actually a self-imposed stigma. Absolutely. There are so many people talking about mental health now, and it's great to hear the conversations. But actually, farmers just go, well, do you know what? We we are tough. We work all day long. We work on our own. We're at the mercy of the elements. We're at the mercy of trade agreements, all of those kind of things that are out of our control. They just don't think that actually 
working on a farm if you are stressed or experiencing mental health problems could be dangerous and actually it could have deadly consequences if they're not in the right headspace and i think this is what you were seeing four years ago or, or when you started the um the farm safety foundation known as yellow wellies it was sort of triggered with the idea of these farm accidents uh, becoming more and more yeah we were set up actually to preserve and protect the physical and mental well-being and obviously in the first couple of years we concentrated on just getting the farm safety discussion going because not many people were talking about it and going well do you know what I've always done it that way I'm not going to change it yeah but yeah. actually what we found was people that were having those life-changing accidents were experiencing serious mental health issues as a result of it but also others that have the accident said that they were having them because actually they were in quite a dark place and they were distracted they were tired because they weren't sleeping and you know their reaction times were you know a lot more so they were having the accidents as a result of it and then they were having the mental health issues as you know as a result of the accident so it was almost like cyclical goodness me no it is scary to think isn't it it really is of uh yeah how much pressure is on these young people but i believe now that there is um a lot more people wanting to talk about mental health. They believe that um, a problem shared is a problem halved. Is, is that the way forward that you, you guys are thinking? Oh, definitely. Four years ago when we started the campaign, we could not get anybody to talk and share their story with us. Wow. The only person we had was actually Nigel Owens, the rugby referee, who had come from a farming background and was involved in the Young Farmers Clubs in Wales. But actually now we have some absolutely lovely people who have approached us and said if I can help one person then by sharing my story then I'll do that and that is so important because it's about actually identifying in somebody else what you might be experiencing yourself or you might recognize in somebody that you care about and then starting that conversation with them and hopefully guiding them to the support that they need. And, and do you think there is um, some buzzwords or keywords just for general people to get other people talking? You know, they may never have um, suffered from mental health themselves, so they might not know what to ask somebody or to look out for these signs. How would you um, recommend to somebody just off the street how to get talking? Yeah, I mean, I think that the first signs of anybody that's struggling are can be difficult to recognise, as a lot of people's signs are very personal to themselves. You know, in farming, obviously, the, there's the stigma and everything that is improving. But you sometimes hide your symptoms because you're worried about what others might say or think about you. Physical signs like general appearance, looking tired, weight loss, weight gain, you know, they're easier to spot in somebody. But those emotional and behavioral signs, you know, uncharacteristic outbursts, aggression, negative talk, somebody talking down about themselves all the time, you know, yeah, but also yeah. in the workplace, you know, it can be changes in online conversations, missing deadlines, you know, poor paperwork, all of those kind of things that can alert you to say to somebody, do you know what, are you okay? Yeah. But yeah, and you do, and we ask that question all the time, but do we ever answer, wait for an answer? Well, this you is know, so we can say, are you okay? And then sort of presume they've said yes. But actually, if they haven't said yes, ask it again, you yeah. know, and wait for an answer because actually you, they might not be willing to fully open at that stage, but you might start a conversation and actually you might be the relief that somebody's actually recognised the despair that they're in at that time and might want to reach out. Yeah, absolutely. So how does the campaigns work with Mind Your Head and, and the Yellow Wellies? How does that help with these young people? 
Well, I think what we're trying to do is normalize, you know, con conversations we're wanting to get people to understand the wealth of help that's out there you know yeah. manx you know samaritans are fantastic they're there to listen to people if you want to talk to somebody face to face there are farming charities out there there's online support which is really important as well you know and that the rabi have just released an online mental well-being platform that you can dip in and out of you can journal your feelings you can ask for help you can get one-to-one -one free kind counseling on it you know so there's something for everybody so it doesn't matter whether you you don't want to speak to somebody face to face you don't have to mm -hmm. you know but you can get that help and that's what the campaign's about it's about bringing all these organizations together telling people in the industry that we do care that we are looking out for each other and the help is there they have to take the first step to get it you know these people that are you know being affected I suppose you say um where do they go to do you, is is the Samaritans was the only one that came to my head straight off because luckily I've been yeah. able to have a, a good family network around me and when things are low you return to your family but many people don't have that and I thought yeah. oh where do we go where do we reach out to and obviously now with the yellow wellies and there are, there are some some fantastic ones that are specifically for the farming industry you know which means that the person they're yeah. speaking to knows what they're going through yeah. you know and that's really important and you know, and I think if they want to talk and don't want any advice and guidance, then speak to Samaritans because they're just there to listen, yeah. you know, and yeah. they're brilliant. But Aww. if they want that guidance, if it's about financial issues, they can get that through those farming charities. So if it's about a financial issue that they have that's causing them distress, they can help things like debt restructuring and stuff. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah people at the minute in lockdown will be really struggling with no marts no shows these are places where they can go and mix with other people is, is this pandemic really starting to show effects is there lots of other things that we can do this year or going forward to help our mental well-being yeah i mean you're you're absolutely right with the show season cancelled and that is actually sometimes the farmer's only holiday those three days at a show and a cultural show is the way for them to socialize meet like-minded people you know, the the NFU branch meetings and things like yeah. that have been stopped. The young farmers clubs haven't met face to face for about 10 months. So it's actually easy to understand how those circles of community that are there in farming have actually been closed off. And farmers who are actually already dealing with the issue of rural isolation and being on their own all day can actually feel that they've no way to feel connected and be connected. So it's about encouraging them to stay connected, reaching out to somebody sending a text, making a phone call, you know, trying to make sure that somebody that you haven't heard from in a while knows that there's somebody thinking about them. Absolutely. So yeah, people now, uh, Stephanie, they can go onto the websites, onto Facebook, and they can find easy links to these uh, campaigns or, or pages where they can get help. Yes. I mean, today, um, the theme of the uh, the the actual campaign is all about supporting others so we've talked about various issues in the industry and we've talked about ways people are dealing with it and using physical exercise and you know even having to leave the job that they love but we want to let people know that it's about supporting others and how to get that support it's about educating yourself about those signs and symptoms starting the conversation and guiding them to whether it's rabi fc farming community network or, you know, any of the fantastic support organisations that there are out there. You can follow us on Yellow Wellies UK on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. 
our website is yellowwellies.org and there's a lot of information in there and there's a little book called the little book of minding your head which kind of brings it all together and it's a very easy read it's written with somebody that doesn't have an awful lot of time on their hands can read and digest and go back to for reference if they ever need it. Kiri was talking there to Stephanie Barkley from the Farm Safety Foundation, also known as the Yellow Wellies. You're listening to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark. Continuing to talk about farming's mental health epidemic, I catch up with two young farmers off-island who have been struggling uh, with their mental health, but I've come forward to talk about their story to try and help others within agriculture. And I started off talking to Dan Goodwin, who is from the south of England, and Matt Launder from North Wales. So we started farming and started on the agricultural um, college. And over the four years... The problems were getting worse and worse. So I was, I was getting more isolated. There was more pressure. There was more stress. And the anxiety started kicking in. And then in 2019, it came to the day that I had to make the most hard decision of my life was to stop the career and the dream I've had for all my life and actually put myself first. Because over yeah. them four years of, of having a lot of mental health issues, I was going through a lot of uh, different thoughts. And a lot of them were suicidal thoughts. And I had to make that hard decision to take a step back. And what do you think um, triggered that in farming? Obviously, isolation you mentioned there. Um, was there nowhere you you can reach out to people within the industry or within your um, area of work? You know, was, was it not available to you? So when it wasn't available to me, it wasn't made aware to me. That's yeah. the main yeah. thing I'm trying to get across. When I was in my agricultural colleges, hardly anything was talked about. And I am going back four years, so the world was a lot different there. Nothing was talking about mental health. Nothing was mentioned about yellow wellies um, and any other um, mental health charities within farming. So I had no idea where to go to. And I'm a very a person that keeps myself to myself yep, and don't yep. really talk about my, my feelings to anyone. So I had nowhere to go to. And it was really difficult because if I had somewhere to go to, I might have been in a much different place than I am now. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, help is um, readily available now. But like you say, four years ago, um, it wasn't talked about the, the stigma around mental health. And it is real hard days, lamb time, long hours. You were working seven in the morning till midnight, seven days a week. That is normal for farming families and, and people that work in agriculture. That is quite common, isn't it, Dan? A hundred percent. And it's, it's where I am in Suffolk, we're all cereal based. So when the weather's right, we'll just go, go, go. And it will be nonstop <laughs> yeah. for only two months. And it is really difficult. And it's something that needs to be looked in uh, more for the safety of farmers and then for helping with mental health. Lorry drivers have to have a break for over a certain amount of time when they work. So why can't farmers? Why cannot there be not be a massive break? You have to be due to tiredness. And that's also another thing that's a big killer as well in farming. Where I am based in Suffolk, I have a number of agriculture colleges nearby. And I, before COVID and lockdown coming, I was going to them colleges and doing massive talk about yellow wellies uh, with your mind your head and the farm safety sector as well. And my story to try and to make awareness of the younger generation within the farming industry to, to make them more aware about where they can go and what they can do and what they can do differently to try and keep themselves on board. And that's what we've got to try and do. Farming industry is a massive age range between the age of 16 to 80 and more. So we have to try and find different ways of trying to get the, the word out to everyone in all the different age ranges. 
No, that is really, really great work, Dan. And if I can bring uh, Matt in now, um, Matt, you're from Welshpool in North Wales. Hi, hey, hey, okay. I'm a first-generation farmer. Um, I just have probably been doing it that long, it feels like. I've uh, <laughs> made everyone in the family farmers now. <laughs> That's, that is fantastic. And Matt, if you can tell us a little bit about your story, um, obviously it's, it's not just workload, it's other factors that affect mental health as well. Definitely, yeah. So as I say, I'm, I'm a first-generation um, farmer. I'm originally from Gloucestershire and um, it started keeping stock at about 13. I think by the time I was in my GCSEs, I had about 150 odd use um, and just, you know, you, you keep building up like that slowly but surely with whatever money you could save and then moved up to Llanerville in um, just up from Welshpool, which is mid-Wales, like mid-North Wales. And um, yeah, took on to kind of farm really at the age of 18 19 wow. um that's a, it's a signed, great achievement um, well yeah it is you sign your life away to hsbc but um, oh, <laughs> and you've, you've touched but, on that there matt the money the, the financial pressures and strains do you think this does have an effect on a young person you know the expectations and and the fear of failing oh definitely 100 oh, percent. that's um that's 95 percent of probably what my 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 problem is but also it's what drives me forward every day um yeah yeah it's Money is that finance is a massive factor in agriculture. You know, we're producing a product which we're having to make cheaper and cheaper every year. Yeah. So yep. Um, it's 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 scary. Prices for stuff and our banking fees and everything like that seem to be going up. Um, you know, and that is the way of the world. But um, yeah, it's a massive pressure. It's a, it's a stress on people's shoulders. And and sometimes there are days you think, well, how can I grow my business? How can I ever find a way through um, because of the financial burdens? And going back to what well, before I interrupted you there, Matt, you obviously uh, went to HSBC and and invested heavily in the new farm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. As I say, I need to I've got to sign sign I sign my soul away. Um, but for you know for the dream that I wanted, so um, you know, steady investment over about five or six years, and then then the big one came uh, in two thousand eighteen. I invested about eighty ninety thousand pounds. Wow. Um, we yeah we we built the. The system that we thought the sheep system through an upland farm um and yeah so we invested that money in in the autumn bought about 630 odd ewes and then it was all going well you know you think you're an absolute um hero when you've got <laughs> five or six arctic lorries turning up um with your sheep on and it's all well and good but you need to need to turn a profit on them so we tucked them all scanning was okay um and yeah then basically PCEs came, we'd start lambing the ewes. We had 400 ewes in the shed and about 630 or 670 odd ewes up on the up on hill country. Um, and it was, you know, getting there's a start of there lambing at the end of the, getting towards the end of the ewes lambing in the shed. We couldn't turn anything out. Um, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. the PCEs hit. And in, in about 24 hours, I lost 60% of my lamb crop. Oh my uh, God. So, well, I lost nearly six 600 odd lambs um, pretty well overnight. Oh, uh, math, I couldn't imagine what you felt like. Because obviously, like I just said before, I'm from a farming family. We experienced the beast from the East as well, and we were lambing at the same time. And yeah. um, we had losses, but nothing as significant as that. That is just one massive blow. For anybody in agriculture, that would just put you to your knees. 100%, yeah. You know, I, I didn't sleep. Um, I didn't no. sleep, I didn't eat. Um, I, I don't know what it is with farmers. The first thing to do is when times are hard, we always go, right, we must work harder. Um, <laughs> and, that's, and that's what I did. That was my mindset. So take a shovel and take what you got to do and, and just keep every time you go up, you try and save what you can save. But I think the devastation, you know, I think the crows didn't help, you know, no. um, and, and as I say, but yeah, just kept going and, and, and believe that one day it'll pass and, and 
you know, like the, the, I think the small things were like it was that cold in the even that cold in the Lamish shed, and everyone in the industry experienced this. So I'm, I'm not, you know, that's the one thing you get wrapped up when you're in these positions and think, well, I'm the only one in this position, but you're not. The whole industry was getting knocked and, and, and battered. But one of the things which, you know, really hit home for me was I'd sleep, we had a, a bit of a lamin office in the, in the lamin shed, um, and I'd sleep in there and because I'd have to change the, um, I had to change the milk pipes and all the orphan yeah, lamps because yeah, it was yeah. used in snow. So the milk pipes, we had four sets and every hour you'd go and change them because it'd get freezing or something. Oh my and so, God. Um, my. But then you'd go out in the shed and you'd just see this, this is a pen basically of devastation of stuff that you, of ewes you brought down that day and they're looking war-torn and, and trodden, but um but it that sadly that was that that's why it's called the beast of the east yeah absolutely and we spoke about that at home before we come into the studios this morning uh those effects people still talk of them and how they have affected people mentally and that's what we touched on now with you matt that dark place that you got into there how did you get out of that so it like once when when all the snow had gone and it did it, it came for about a week ruined everyone's life and then went and then we had this beautiful dry droughty summer which didn't make things much better no. but I was in such a shock you know I was completely I was, I was ashamed basically of myself I was ashamed of the number of animals that, that we'd lost I did I, I you know you go into this what if mentality of what if I'd done this what if I'd done that you know that time I stopped for a sandwich should I have been out doing this and it, you oh, pick on and you God. you you relive the moments over and over again um and you gen just the what did it for me was I hated farming um, and this is, I'm from, you know, I'm from a, an urban background in the beginning. Um, I'm very lucky to be in a position I am now, but I mean, in the sense of all I ever wanted to do is be a farmer. I had the biggest toy farms that you get. I had combines, <laughs> I had everything. I had a right mixed, um, you know, I had a right mixed farm before mixed farming became a thing. Um, and so or to, to then fall out of love with it and, and hate it. Yeah, it, it, rot, it rotted me to the core, and I just got more and more miserable, and, and I just wasn't really fussed on doing it, you know. And and as I'm a, I'm a bubbly person, I love to make a make a joke, and in a time of crisis, I'm the first one to make someone laugh. <laughs> um, I'm a people. I'm quite proud of the fact that I'm the one people come to when they're having a bad time or or they need help, and I love I enjoy that. But I just wasn't in the mood, and so so basically, I was spiraling down, 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 and just getting more and more grumpy, really, and hated farm, and thought, oh, I'm just going to sell sell up and go and do something else. But then I just kind of went, ah, I can't be bothered with this anymore. I can't be bothered to be fed up. I'm bored of being annoyed. I'm bored of being wound up. Well, let's just do something about it. So with whatever money my fiance and I could scrape back to, scrape together after that, obviously, we, we, we found someone to look after the, what was left of the stock. And um, we went to New Zealand for a month. Yep. And I just, it took me a couple of days, but I went on a lambing beat in New Zealand on a, on a farm down in South, um, South Island and just begin to rebuild the bricks and begin to fall in love with it again. And then I came back with a different mentality and different mindset and thought, right, okay, now let's rebuild. Yeah, absolutely. And since then, um, Matt, you actually have rebuilt to the point where you now actually have done other enterprises solely uh, other than farming. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got, I've got four businesses now um, because I'll be paying, I'll be paying the BCDs back now for the next 20 years. Yeah. Um, so I'll be paying for stock that I don't own for the next 20 years now. So through necessity, you know, I always like to liken it to if there's a fire under your ass, you're going to find buckets of water. So <laughs> I've up. my parents have, have been through some hard times, but they're incredibly strong people. And they've always said, look, if in doubt, do something. Yeah. So if it, if the time of crisis, my dad always used to say, like, if in doubt, make a cup of tea, do anything, call your mum, do, just do something. So that's that's what I try, I try and try, change that mindset now and just say, right, okay, well, let's do something. Let's change one thing. If we can change one thing, then we can... 
you know, we can change the way the day's going to go. Like I, I'm aware of, I'll always have this chemical imbalance in my brain. It's part of me. I wear it as a coat of armor. You know, my story is not a story of tragedy and devastation because farmers go through it every single day. It's a story of resilience, I'd say, and a story of that doesn't matter how dark and lonely you feel, you can always come back from it. You can just do one thing and that will change, that will change everything. In farming, the fear of failing is quite something. So how did you guys expect them to react when you came out with it? Was it was the reaction the way that you thought it was going to be? Because I'm very big on social media. When I made that post and said, I need help, and this wasn't happening, my jaw hit the ground. I was gobsmacked with the response I had. And in the comments from friends and family were shockingly, surprisingly, that they actually were quite upset and shocked that they didn't see it themselves. And I was gobsmacked with the response and I was quite humbled by what the, my friends and family was actually commented and, um, and actually said to me. Yeah, my, I think if I'm honest, my um, friends and, and the local farmers and my family and, and things, they just kind of went, put this big, big arm around me and went, good on you for coming out and saying it, good on you for making a, a point of it. But, you know, we're here for you. It's, 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 it's no worries. We'll, we'll, um, we're here for you, whatever you need, really. Uh, you know that that whole comment you said about the you know fear of failure and things and, and what you because in farming we're obviously so out in the open so you kind of everyone's so exposed everyone's looking at what what you're doing and that was a quite that was a big um big driver for me and i kind of went to a dear friend of mine richard tudor and he kind of went look just regard the opinions of the people that you like and forget the rest mm-hmm. and that helped me a lot you know just 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 say one thing to one person and then you, you could you could turn out that actually it's the next step to the rest of your life and and just don't be ashamed of it i think that once we change this mindset of well when times are hard we must work harder and just you know embrace it it's part of us that was two very brave young farmers talking about uh, their mental health uh, dan goodwin there from the south of england and matt launder from north wales and some uh, some good words of advice there because uh, the, the highs and lows and a lot of families on the island will will know uh, the heartache that's caused by mental health won't they in particular high rates over here as well in different professions but um, the farming in the past and agriculture has been hit fairly hard it really has um farmers are tough resilient people and they think oh it won't affect me but it is okay to have a wobble or you know to reach out for help it you know maybe once upon a time it seemed to be a failure or you know you can't talk about weaknesses like that in the farming industry but these are everyday things and um, people do get tired and with this year of covid and the lockdown there's a lot of pressures whether it's financially or just um missing people isolation you know there's lots of great uh, charities there that stephanie and the two young farmers mentioned to reach out and just a text every now and again, see how the neighbour's doing, or or even if you don't get a reply, just check in on someone. Indeed. And uh, on the brighter side too, if you ever see farmers talking to the sheepdogs or the cows, uh, you'll know they're just trying to vent their frustration or something on them and get it out of their system. Absolutely. Is, uh, good for everyone, I think. It really is. Well, they always say that animal therapy is a thing and that's uh, not to be overridden. Indeed. All right. Well, uh, I hope you've enjoyed our insights into the mental health um, in the agricultural world. And thanks to our guests and our producer, Sarah Hendy, for uh, sorting all that out for us. Uh, next week, hopefully, we'll have some bits and pieces uh, to do with the Young Farmers concert and also what's happening in the Young Farmers world and Maybe a bit of horse ploughing as well. So until next Tuesday at six o'clock from me, Simon Clark. I'm me, Kerry Kermode. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.